From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 486 for the week of August 23rd, 2015. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson, Mary Jamalada Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. Coming up on Tuesday, Nancy goes on a Day 6 for Kids adventure to the Griffith Observatory. And we continue our look at the area surrounding the Disneyland Resort with a walk down Catella Avenue. But right now, it's this time for this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hey. Hey there. Hi there. Ho there. So show four, eight, what did I say? 486? We are inching closer and closer to show 500. Ooh, will it be mm. a musical number? I don't know. Um, I already have the sh- musical episode. I have the champagne on ice already. Let us let us, listen, listeners let us know what you think uh, we should do for our five hundredth episode. I've I've got it blocked off, so we don't have anything planned yet for Give that us episode. Money. Get, well, yeah, that, that's that's to a charity. What? Come on! I was yeah, no. give kids the world. Yeah, Yay. Okay. Now you okay. know what I actually, and I shouldn't say this on the air, but I'm going to. There was another podcast. Similar that I listened that I've listened to, and they did an entire. I'm not going to do this, but they just they did a whole 24 hours for Give Kids the World, where they just literally were on Mixler for 24 hours. Wow! So Tom, nice. get ready for that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, okay. I, mean, I need some lozenges or something. But they did raise a lot of money. So uh, my that throat so was cool. sore. My throat was sore after three days of the expo. So. Um, I Speaking think Tony of, should talk the whole time. If there you well, go. that would not be a problem for me. You do know that. <laughs> you, we might get into a little bit more of the whole new Windows 10 versus Windows 8.1. Yes. Maybe talk about fantasy football and my charger. So there might be yeah, some yeah, non-Disney yeah. topics going on in there. Mm-hmm. But. Speaking of Mixler, hello to our friends listening live on Mixler. If you want to listen live every Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Pacific or 11 p.m. Eastern or is it 4 a.m. in the UK? Hello, Jake. Um, you can listen live and chat with people that are other people that are listening live. And yes, live from Fre- no number 500 live from Fresno. There you go. All right. Um, I'm sorry. We're commenting on people in the chat room. All right. Let's talk um, housekeeping. I want to start with um, the Clarion review that went up last week before even, but even before the review went out, Nancy and Mary Jo stayed there. And, um, what kind of opinion did you have of the place? And, and if you haven't listened yet, stop tape, go listen to last week's review and then come back. <laughs> there <All> we right. go. <laughs> um, where do you want to start, Mary Jo? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not a good sign. Well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't horrible. The beds were extremely comfortable. I did sleep okay. really, really well. Um, the tile in the bathroom could use some updating. Mm-hmm. Or definitely lot, every, good, Everything could use some updating. A, you know, a little good grout rewash or bleaching wouldn't be in bad shape. <laughs> so it, um, there was mildew? No. It, it was definitely older looking grout. Oh, okay. They could use to freshen their grout. Uh, I'll just leave it, it at just that. Need, it just needs fresh. And, and, yeah, they could use to take the hard water. Mary Jo noticed the hard water on the shower head, the hard water deposit. Oh, yeah, that looks awful. Um, did, mean, didn't I you mean, say something about you had an issue with your toilet as well? Yeah, we had to hold down the handle in order for it to fully flush. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then when and I was... reported that to them when I left. I don't mind drinking tap water. But I like cold tap water, and so we had already come in, and we were tired, so I was already in my pajamas, and I went out with my ice bucket to go get ice, and I walked the whole floor. We were on the second floor, mm-hmm. and there was no ice machines, and Nancy <laughs> said, I don't know if you said it in your review, Tom, but yeah, it's on the fourth, fourth floor. floor. Yeah. So yeah, to I, me, that's I just slightly it. ridiculous, although we did have the laundry room on our floor. 
Can I but, second very... you on the ice issue? Because now that I, because every, you know, it's the new drinking game when Tony says he travels for work now. Traveling for work now, ice, I was somewhere and I couldn't find the freaking ice. And if they don't tell, first of all, they need to tell you when they check in. You check in first. Because mm-hmm. like you, it's, I'm in, I'm in my uh, flip flops. I almost said thongs. Sorry for the mental picture. Um, but that's what they used to be called back in the day. My flip flops, um, you know, and like a t-shirt, right. And just to try to get ice real quick. And then the next thing you know, you're wandering around the hotel for 20 minutes trying to find it going floor to floor. Right. They need to first let you know that it's only on the fourth floor, but second, it yeah. should be on well, every floor. The, there was one on my floor, but it didn't work. Oh, only oh, the that one would on the fourth worked. Yeah. That would be even more irritating to me. All right. Any any other comments um, about the Clarion? You um, know, but when I told them about the toilet, they took off my parking. Nice. They took, um, and that was both Mary Jo's and my parking. Mm-hmm. So. Did you find any other restaurants, Mary Jo? No. Okay, good. All right. Did not find any of the restaurants. Okay. I did look. However, I will say that Nancy and I got there. Well, I got there like around 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. no problem leaving my luggage there. They put it in a, they tagged it and they yeah. put it in a little room to the side. So that was really nice, you know, knowing that we got there so early over there. And the, I found the people who work there to be very courteous. So I had no issue with the people who work there. Yeah. I would still call it a low moderate. Yeah. So there's right. definitely no frills to it. No, not at all. The air conditioner they, worked just fine. Yeah, but it's one of the. It's an old air conditioner yeah. against the window. It's not a very loud. It, it's not a central air conditioner. Mm-hmm. So, and it was very loud. And it and because it was muggy and warm, we had it going. Plus, Nancy and I are already, you know, in our <clears throat> age, and um, <laughs> so we wanted a cool room, and that you could just hear the water dripping the whole time. Oh my so, god, that was awful! I thought for yeah. sure I was going to wake up and have to go to the bathroom yeah. with the air in the air conditioner. Or yeah, the it was dribbling. Okay. You could hear the water dribbling in the air conditioner. That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it was. It was, but we were both so tired that we both slept without any issues. So yeah, yeah. But that was that's our that's our input. It's it's okay to stay at. I it's. I'd do um, it again. Yeah, I for the price. Well, and you anybody. and you pl- you paid what one oh one oh nine one oh nine a night. So yeah. I'd do it again for a price. It was perfectly fine for a convention hotel that you're not going or a you know a park hotel where you're not going to be there. Right. And, and I, <laughs> I I agree with I agree with Nancy for the price. If I had to choose, you know, the Hilton and the Marriott are going to be that much more expensive, and we would walk through the Hilton to hit the Starbucks on the way to the convention. Mm-hmm. So right. uh, that was fine. You know, I think you bring up a good All point. Right. No. Tom, this is going to be housekeeping. That's right. This whole show is going to be housekeeping. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think you bring up a good point about staying in a hotel and under and appreciate basically taking advantage of the other hotels next to it. Like you uh-huh. said, if you're already walking from point A to point C and point A is cheaper than staying, hear me out. I'm going somewhere with this. Point B is where the Starbucks is or the food is. And you're always going to go A to A to B to C. Might as well stay in A that's cheaper and take advantage right. of all the stuff in the other hotel. Yeah. 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 Is that what like people us. do at Disney World all, and Disneyland all the time? No, true. I'm just saying it's something that I think when we make reservations, people don't mm-hmm. think about it. It's, okay, well, let me see what's next door, especially because everything's so close. You could really figure out what your, let's see how many steps I'm willing to walk. And then it make it a better deal because you're willing to know that, oh, I'm going to eat at the Hilton the whole time, even though I'm not staying there. Yep. And this uh, is just another side side note, um, kind of related to the Clarion. Mm-hmm. We were looking for some place to eat. And I'm not going to go into detail, but we found a Clancy's Barn Grill. I think mm-hmm. it, or grill. And yep. I know you've eaten there too, Tom, in yes. our conversation. It was pretty decent food within walking distance. So maybe Tony can do a review on it. Yes. Because a lot of times people want to know it's typical American food. It's yeah. within walking distance and it's in inex- it's very reasonable prices. So uh, yeah, I, 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 was I, happy to eat I there. think that might have been one I've asked to Tom to go to <laughs> and he didn't think it was podcast. It's, it's the one down by it's down by Target, down by Joseph yes, Tynice. I remember yeah. texting you, hey, let's not podcast worthy. Interesting. With giant inflatable football players in the world. Yeah, now it's and, and, and it is. It's right next to Joe's Italian Ice. We were so full from there. We didn't even eat. Mm-hmm. I, we were. We were. 
Definitely. Of course, it was already nine o'clock almost after a day at the expo, but we were exhausted. All right. Well, before we have more housekeeping about the expo, I'm going to ask you all if you saw the new Disney Cruise Line promotional video with Santa Claus in it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) No. Santa Claus has a fish extender. Yes. He does. He Santa Claus travels with the Diz. Yes, he does. <laughs> it's so funny because, it, and it looks exactly like the fish extenders you see on the ship. It's like embroidered and has the pockets. It's and for those cool. who don't know, the fish extenders were created on um, a Disney cruise in nineteen mm-hmm. in two thousand five. So, yeah, I mean what, a Diz cruise. A Diz, yeah, a Diz. Yeah. Well, it was it was the it was Dizzers that created it on a cruise in the one of the Panama Canal cruises, I believe. Yes, thank you for fixing that. Yeah, so no, no worries. All right, so let's let's talk about a couple things expo related. We we t- whoa, first whoa, talked whoa, about wait, Star Wait, Wars land. wait, wait. There's a expo. Today's the it's the twenty three today. Today's the D twenty three, right? Today's the expo. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. No, um, I missed it. No. So after we talked, there was some clarification rumors i guess about star wars land and where it's going mm-hmm. um so the rumor now is of course that we are not losing toontown Aww. How, however we are losing big thunder ranch big thunder ranch barbecue um the was the petting the, zoo the petting zoo the yep. the um, circle d ranch yep all of that stuff back there um, the one of the cast members that performs there at the Big Thunder Ranch Barbecue uh, posted that the last day of the barbecue will be what was it January 11th or something like that? Yeah, oh, we're going. Yeah, yeah, we're going. Yeah, we need to go like several times between now and then. But um, so that's that is the current rumor as to where Star Wars Land is going. Um, do you have any more information on that, Michael? No, I mean I've read the same things. I mean it's okay. been rumored yeah. for years that the the corral was being moved off site. Right. Somebody was asking about the house that's back the there. Pope the Pope House. Yeah. yeah, I've been wondering what they're going to do with that. Yeah, I have a little of information about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was there on Saturday and I was talking to the cast, one of the cast members that works at the petting zoo. Mm-hmm. And she told me that they're going to relocate the Pope House. Oh, good. Okay, because good. they can't destroy it. They, right. they're, they're, it's in their contract or whatever. They're not going to destroy it, but they are going to relocate it. She doesn't know. She didn't know where. Okay. And she said that, um, she cooperated with you all just said right now about what's going. And she said that she read the same thing on the internet about January, but that wasn't, that's not confirmed. Right. Then this is just the, the lady that performs there on the stage, Miss Chris. Is, she's one of the act, act singers that plays Miss Chris. Posted on our personal Facebook page that um, January 11th was the last day of Thunder Mountain. And I, I and Farley Th- posted that he's going to be back at the mercantile shop. Because right okay. now he's performing the jamboree section. Right. So, he's, right. so it's nice to hear that he's staying. You know, I, I, I just, I still don't understand how that, how... Um, the theming is going to work. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I mean, one of the th- th- things it's I kind of the frontier, but you know, one of the things I heard, and and this is unofficial and all that, was that it would it would be the um you know the the forest was that on the moon of Endor? Mm-hmm. Okay. They had the redwood forest. That that was going to be there entranceway yeah that was sort of going to be the entranceway. It was going to be something like that. Mm-hmm. Now the interesting thing is. Is that you know this is though supposed to be another planet that we've never seen? Right. right. No, that. So yeah, now I'm not sure. And it still doesn't make sense that Star Tours is still over in Tomorrowland. Yeah. So yeah, how are they linking that in? Uh, I, I mean, my my thought is just you know take that whole side of Tomorrowland and make it Star Wars. To, you know, if if you have to take Space Mountain, take Space Mountain, and all the way around to Interventions and make all of that. Star Wars, but I guess that's not enough space. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, do be you think that they're going to go ahead, Michael? No, I just, yeah, I just can't imagine the transition. I mean, Disneyland's always been a little shaky on transitions between the lands, unlike mm-hmm. Disney World, where they had the space to have right. real transitions. So, um, yeah, I just don't understand how they're doing this. Yeah. 
Do you think that they're going to transfer Star Tours to the new Star Wars land? There's no... I I mean, didn't they have to, like, put those things in with cranes and stuff and take the roof off? Yeah. They'll have a billion dollar Yeah, exactly. A billion dollars. Yeah, that's true. All right. Any other... Anything else expo-related that we need to talk about that's that's in housekeeping? Um, okay. Our good friend Dave Avanzino that was at the expo, he's going to be at Disneyland uh, September 12th and 13th. Um, if you missed out on those brand new name tag plaques, or not name tag plaques, the, the e-ticket books, the ticket books plaques, um, he will have those there or order forms to do those there. On the 12th and 13th of September. Um, okay, any other housekeeping? Yes. I, mm-hmm. No. Okay, who wants to go first? No, Tony. Tony. Oh, because mine's not really important. It's a first world problem, so if you're done with yes. people's first world problems, go ahead and fast forward yeah. the podcast now. So I went to Tangaroa Terrace to finish my breakfast reviews. Uh-huh. And again, the premiere pass, like they had never seen it before. I mean, they'd seen it. But they couldn't figure it out and couldn't, you know, was trying everything. And I'm sitting there going, can you just let me go in? And I said, usually they'll use, do the Club 33. <laughs> like, I'm giving him suggestions, the 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 shift manager, whatever you call him, that cast member. And then they finally decide after, like, literally, like, 10 minutes of just, they're just doing the cat. Oh, did you use it already before? I, I go, I've used it many times. You know, try not to be mean. And, um. <laughs> then, then eventually they gave me the cast member discount. And my point is, these are your best. And Andrew was like, why do you, you're being so like crazy about this. And I said, no, nah, I mean, I didn't say anything to them. I said it to him. I said, these are their best customers, right? Their best customers spending that much money. You think they could figure it? and don't give me the whole, well, they're on two different systems. Okay. He, he couldn't get one. Like, and this has happened. We know this all happens with us. Just like the app that came out, and but you can't link it with your Premiere Pass. I know this is a first world issue. My thing is, where the where we bought the Lexus or the Mercedes of Disneyland passes. If you buy that nice of a car, you want an oil change? Here's a loaner. Like I just think that we should that that shouldn't be a problem. Getting the discount. I know that I totally sound uppity and all that good stuff, and and only a little bit, but. <laughs> I'm just saying, you're we're financially their best customers. How hard is it to make the discount work? Yeah, yeah. Now I agree. I run into a problem every single time, and they end up having after they scan it twice, they end mm-hmm. up having to manually enter the number. Yeah, this is what yeah. happened. Or- he couldn't manually enter. It, that wasn't even working. Huh. Weird. I know. All right, what, Michael? What do you got? I have a couple of things. One is is that I did try the passion fruit macaron at the Jolly Holiday Bakery. It is, I'm sorry. It is very tasty. It <laughs> is very sweet. Because one of the things with the Disneyland macarons is they're four times the size of a normal macaron. <laughs> and, yep. and there's a reason macarons are so small. Because mm-hmm. they are so sweet. And when yep. you get one that is, you know, the size of Land of the Giants, um, <laughs> it's just a little too much to take. But anyway, it is very tasty, and it's definitely one you can share with a family of four. And, <laughs> and um, oh, come on! <laughs> but the pistachio one is still my favorite, so that's very good. That one's not quite as sweet. No, it's not, and I, that's probably why I prefer it. Um, the other thing is, right before the expo started, and, and I this was one of I think my um, maybe in a, a rapid fire a while back. I talked about the Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar presents <gasps> Tahitian Terrace Diamond Luau. That's yes. probably the longest event title ever. Well, Carol and I went to it, so I just wanted to briefly tell you a little about it. Luckily, we went to the second night of this. We were in line. And we talked to a couple of cast members. They were they were Disney cast members, not necessarily working in the park. I, I don't want to say too much because I, I, I want to give away who they are. But uh, we they apparently, according to them, the first night went so disastrously bad oh. that they they just completely rebuilt it from uh, the ground up. The whole experience. And if that's true, they hit a home run, in my opinion, with the night we were there. Uh, It did not take place at Trader Sam's. 
Uh, it took place uh, over in the corner. Those of the old timers like myself who remember da- the dancing waters. Um, mm-hmm. Well, the the stage is still there, off in the corner on that lawn, and that is where it took place. So oh. you lined up there, and you got these giant wooden um, lays, and it had your little ticket hanging at the end. Uh, you did get two drink tickets, and those are for alcoholic drinks. Um, everything else that was non-alcoholic, you could drink as much as you want. And then they had, you know, it's the thing now. You have those little signs that have the name of the event, and, and they use your camera or phone to take photos. They were passing those around. And then we went in and sat down. They, I would say they probably had about 300 people at this event, and it was $150 a person. Um, also, when you're little, along with your coupons, you also got coupons to buy up to two free um, tiki mugs. Uh, that were the Diamond Luau um, mugs. You also got one free, and the one free was a different color. You got, it was, the mug was, it's a ceramic mug. It was based on the original sort of uh, architecture of the Tahitian Terrace. It was sort of like a tiki on three sides. And in its eyes are like little, look, little diamond lo- looking things for its eyes and the for the event the mug is like a jade green and then you could get a coupon you could buy up to two other mugs and those were sort of a bluish um sort of with a red tint color to them and it started out there were there were appetizers there was a lot of appetizers of like teriyaki chicken and um, little meatballs and coconut shrimp and all kinds of things. There was plenty of food. Apparently the night before, they ran out. There was lots and lots and lots of food. There were also desserts. Um, they had the old Tahitian Terrace Punch at an alcoholic version, and that's what you used your tickets for. And then there was a non-alcoholic version, which you, which was the original recipe, that you could just drink as much as you wanted of and they also had sodas and stuff there was also a bar there if you wanted to get any other alcoholic drinks they started out on the stage of they 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 brought out the uh the original show and the neat thing is a lot of the people were descendants of the the royal tahitians that did the show and this is sort of an extended version of the show. And you, you, you'll remember that the show, they took you all around sort of all the Polynesian islands and showed you dances from every island. And it was like all those memories just rushed back, you know, for us. Um, right in the middle of it, they, they did, um, show, they had a couple of Imagineers there who are, who are Imagineers for Alani, but also Imagineers for some of the special events at Disneyland. And they did a special presentation on the history of the whole Tahitian Terrace. And, and just walked you through it all. They had, there were screens up and all that. And they, uh, and it was really nice. It was fun that they took you through all that. And, um, Anyway, and then the rest of the show continued. And they did, you know, the highlight, if you remember, of the original Tahitian Terrace were the fire dancers. And they had the fire dancing um, back, which was the... It's interesting because the host of the show, his father was one of the original fire dancers. Then he was a fire dancer, and now his son was the fire dancer. So it was really cool. Anyway, this lasted like two hours, the whole show. In fact, it, I know it ran over time because the next one, ours started at five. The next one is supposed to start at seven. And it was close to seven when we were just ending. And the next group was already lined up, ready to go. And then what was neat is then you went and it, you then you went over into the, um, frontier tower and in they had a little room in there where you if you wanted to buy your two um extra mugs you could and then they had the artist who designed the mug was there and he autographed all the mugs that you had the original event mug as well as the two others now the other mugs are now on sale at trader sam's but not the original one they you also got a lithograph and this was a Big, this is a large lithograph on real heavy paper of artwork that was based on the original menu. And it's of a hula girl in that sort of 50s, 60s style 
that if you remember the menu, it was like yeah. that. So it was similar, but completely unique. And the artist was also there and he autographed all the lithographs for you. And then afterwards, I went up to the Imagineer that did the presentation on the Tahitian Terrace. And I asked him, why did the Tahitian Terrace, uh, you know, go dark? Why did they end it? And he said, you will never hear the official reason. But he believes it was two reasons. One is, is that the whole um, sort of tiki culture was sort of fading at that point. And Disney had a new movie that was a hit that they wanted to promote. And that was Aladdin. So that's mm. why they replaced it with, you know, Aladdin's Oasis, which, if I remember, only lasted a couple of years. But, right. but what was neat was, is that, you know, my birthday was, you know, was right, was the day after they had that event. And Carol remembered that 25 years ago on my birthday, she, I, and the children spent it at the Tahitian Terrace, the original one. <clears throat> so that was really cool that we that were back cool. again. So we had a great time. You know, it was $150. I felt it was worth it because of the number of performers they had. They had a lot of performers. There was a lot of food. And for the the mug and the lithograph that we got, I think, and that it was a two-hour show, I oh. think Carol was um, – maybe a little more tentative on the price <laughs> but um i i thoroughly enjoyed it and a lot of it was that the people we sat with were were really delightful also so we had good table mates that we all had just met in line and decided to sit together and um so it was great so i would you know if they do this again based on my experience i would encourage people to do this it was really a lot of fun awesome thank mm -hmm. you michael uh mary jo did you have something for housekeeping i had a uh couple of things we already talked about okay. one um i also wanted to i spent last saturday at disneyland with my nephews and we went on the canoes and i told one of the gals there about our podcast and so she said oh come sit in the back so i sat in the back and as we rode she gave me a little history of the canoes nice oh it was it was just so interesting and she and just talking about it so shout out to Bo, fino and ben who are cast members that that do the canoes um that um steer the canoes and row the canoes if anybody's interested in the canoes i recommend telling them that you'd like to hear about it and see if you can sit in the back with the cast member it was really cool oh, that's Very cool. um yeah i i, I got a little uh, she we she taught she forgot to steer sometimes because she was talking to me it's <laughs> funny um also we got fast passes for phantasmic now i've done it with the riverbell terrace this time we just got the regular fast passes because though i love my nephews i don't love them that much and so we ended up with the yellow section, and I just wanted to let everybody know that if you do get the Fast Pass for Fantasmic, we got in line around 8 o'clock. This is a Saturday night, and we were the first ones in the standing section. There's also a sitting section for the yellow, so make sure you get there, oh, I would say by 7.30, so that you can sit down and watch the show. Otherwise, you're going to be behind some the bushes about where the petrified tree is, and you'll have to stand to watch the show. And so I thought, I thought it was fine. It, it was a lot more organized than the first time that I did it. And we uh -huh. had no issues. So that was for the first show. Um, Sensational Parade. Did you guys know that they now have the sign is Sensational 60? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you guys had known that. And the last thing that I'm going to say is when you buy a shirt from Disney, we went to <laughs> D D23. Uh, Expo, they had the Mickeys of Glendale that everybody was clamoring to get into, right? So my daughter wore an imaginary shirt. She pulled it out of the bag, didn't wash it. And by the beginning of the evening, she had black all over her arms, her neck. It even crept. She looked like a chimney sweep. And so she had to go in the bathroom and wash it off. So my recommendation is turn those shirts inside out. Wash them in cold water and line dry so that before you wear them. Otherwise, you'll be wearing the shirt more than what you expect when you arrive. <laughs> wow. You yeah. just have to remember that it's, it's certain types. Like, I had a Carsland shirt that did that. And it was one of those that was, um, it was a thin fabric where it was kind of, you know, the whole point was it was dyed and then it was like supposedly washed out to leave the different tone. 
And then it did that, and okay. I wore it in a whole day of the park and was just completely freaked out once I got home. Yeah. But <laughs> and I took just it a back recommendation and... so we don't, so you don't have to worry about it when mm-hmm. you're, when you're there. All right, just real quickly, I'm going to be at Knott's on Wednesday evening. Watch my Twitter account. We'll have updates from there. Um, this is the annual Not Scary Farm announcement, so we'll maybe have some pictures of Elvira or something. Um, hmm. Any other housekeeping? All right, don't forget, you can email us at dlpodcast at wdwinfo.com. You can also email us individually at each of our names at wdwinfo.com. If you want links to anything we talk about, you can find that, of course, at www.disunplugged.com. A couple of things in the news. Let's start with, speaking of Knott's Prairie Farm, uh, we've got some kind of good news, right, Mary Jo? We do. In 2016, next year, they're going to be Knott's Prairie Farm's ghost town is going to be celebrating 75 years. So that's a lot that they're going to get ready for that. In the Knott's Berry blog, they talk all about it. And in preparation, they're going to be closing down Ghost Rider, which is the longest, tallest, and fastest wooden roller coaster on the West Coast, for any of you who haven't ridden on it. It's going to be closing on September 8th, so in a couple of weeks. In addition to Ghost Rider closing down in preparation, they're going to permanently close the Scream and Swing, and if anybody remembers, that's the one, the pendulum. I think, Tom, what did you call it? Like hammerhead. The, uh, yeah, like the upside down hammerhead that swings back and forth, um, which is kind of crazy. It doesn't really fit in the theming of... Well, and it's also an extra anyway. charge. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're getting rid of that. And come November, we're going to be hearing more information from Knott's Berry Farm. I'm really excited about this. I love the ghost town. I think they are going to have to do something substantial, given the recent upgrade to the Colossus. Oh, yeah. Well, so. this, this isn't just a, uh, this is a, a comprehensive restoration. Yeah. And I think it needs it because... I really like that roller coaster, and the last time I rode it, I was, I ended up with a headache, which is unusual. Right. So, I wasn't planning on riding it again, which I'm kind of sad to admit. Hopefully, with the restoration, they'll make it maybe a little bit as smooth as you can have for a wooden roller coaster. Mm-hmm. But it goes fast; it goes over 50 miles an hour. Yeah. It's huge. So bumpy, though. Yeah. All right. In other news, Tony, let's skip that one story. Let's skip the feel-good story. We're going to skip the feel-good <laughs> story. Why would you skip the feel-good story? We're just going to do depressing. <laughs> because we had a lot of housekeeping. Uh, volunteers gave money to a needy organization, Tom. Boom. Go. We did it. Okay. <laughs> so, um, a felon That's who like was arrested. headline news. Yeah. <laughs> a felon was arrested for carrying a loaded firearm outside Dis. A felon who was arrested was charged with three felony criminal counts. Court documents that were just released showed. The charges were filed in connection with the July 9th incident that occurred in the Esplanade area between Disneyland and Disney California Adventure, which is beyond the security check, according to Lieutenant Eric Trapp with the Anaheim Police Department. Police were called to the area just before 9 p.m. by Disneyland security, which reported a man with a handgun. 9 p.m. or 9 a.m.? Well, according to my source, it says 9 p.m., Okay. But you have a different source that I'm going to guess. I thought it said 9 a.m. Go for it. Yeah, continue. I'm just reading what they put. So, but that doesn't mean they're right. The media, yeah. you know, not yeah. like us. Uh, Disney's, I gotta, am I going to read this? I'm going to read this. Disney security noticed a bulge, oh, sorry, on the man's chest and alerted authorities. Police said, now, okay, why didn't they stop him right? Well, I guess if he had a, I don't know. Because they're not prepared to, because they're just, they're okay. not security. Okay, no, just, that's a good, yeah. you're right. It wasn't a selfie stick. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They got that. Uh, Trap initially said park guests noticed the man and reported him, but Anaheim police later clarified that in fact Disney security personnel had spotted yeah. the guy. Interesting. Plainclothes detectives found the man who had a loaded pistol on him. He was arrested later, posted twenty grand for bail, and released. Um, we're not aware of there being any plan to endanger or harm anyone at this point. Obviously, there are certain things we can't reveal because there's a criminal prosecution that's underway. He's convicted. He's already been convicted in Northern California of other things. And he was, a, and, um, oh, he's arrested on July 13th. 
Wow, he's busy. Uh, he's due for arrangement later this week. So there you go. Yeah. Um, and it's it's weird that all of a sudden this news course story comes out. That I think it's just like I think it was KTLA had the first yeah version of it, and it must have been like they were searching through the police blotter or something, and like Disneyland. Oh, what the heck? Let me look at that. And yeah, it's interesting. Posted it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, here's interesting. A not a not dis unplugged blog. Mm-hmm. Reported in Kate. So Kate, this is the news story that I got from KTLA. But a a non Disney, uh, dis unplugged Disney blog, uh, first reported that um, suggested the gun gunman uh, that he told police he planned to kill as many people as he could. Oh my gosh! So, wow. but that's according. But that's according to this other. Yeah, that's not. So that's official, a, allegedly. Yeah. I know. Allegedly. I just find you know what though, but why? They obviously had the information before the uh, other news had it. Just saying. Maybe he just was going to the shooting gallery. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you know what? I don't want to pay the high prices. I'm just going to do it myself. <laughs> yeah. How many? How many people though are arrested quietly that we don't know about? I agree. Oh yeah, I'm sure there's quite a few. I mean, that's that's the job. That's what the police and and security are there for. So you almost don't want to know. And yeah, and his bail was only twenty thousand. So obviously, Which, yeah. and I'm thinking if if his thing was to shoot up everybody, that it bail would, would have be, been yeah, a lot more would, than twenty grand. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's the news uh, that Tom wanted me to read. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> Appreciate it. Time for rapid fire. Let's start with Michael. Well, are you the person that all your friends and coworkers go to for advice when? planning when they're going to go on a Disney vacation. Well, if you are, then th- then something's coming up that you want to go out for. And round one of the Disney Parks mom panel search begins on September 8th, 2015 at 10 a.m. Eastern time. And it's going to remain open until noon on Tuesday, September 15th, 2015. And this is the famous Disney Parks mom panel. And and this is where, you know, you're part of the panel and people send in questions and it could be questions about Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Walt Disney World, Disney Vacation Club, Run Disney, ESPNY World of Sports. And what they want is that rather than, than you know, Disney uh, cast members giving answers, they want people guests who have really experienced all these things to provide, uh, you know, answers and advice to other guests. So round one is coming. Um, they do want some of the things that they want you to do is that, you know, you need to be a stickler when it comes to grammar, spelling and punctuation, because that you are writing out all your answers. They do, um, they do have a lot of resources for guests around the globe. So they do offer the mom's panel in English, Spanish, French, and Portuguese. Also, um, it doesn't have to be moms. It, some of the current and past panelists include dads and grandparents. So if you want to apply for a spot on the 2016 Disney Parks Moms panel, uh, we're going to have a link in our show notes. They also have a link to the Disney Parks Moms panel.com so that you can sort of see the kinds of questions that are asked and get a feel for how they're answered by the folks on the mom's panel. I went through this a few years ago. I applied and they give you, it was before I was on the Diz and they give you a free, uh, what they do is they give you this uh, questionnaire and you fill it out and send it in. And then, then there's another round. People are selected for round two. And then there's another round where there's interviews and things like that. And then if you're a finalist, you're brought in and you're given, um, I think a personal group interview you know, and then you're selected from there. So this could be fun. I mean, I I would say, hey, go for it. If you if you're an expert in any one of these theme parks or other areas, um, because they you do tend to specialize. So if you're an expert in Disneyland, and then 
you'll state that in your um, application. If you, if you're an expert in run Disney events, state that in your application. And then they will, they will send those questions, um, you know, your way if you're selected for the panel. So anyway, so, um, check out the link in our show notes and good luck. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Mary Jo. Well, when I was at Disneyland this last Saturday, I was wandering around Adventureland and I happened to come across this tiny little home that turns out it belongs to a little leprechaun in Disneyland named Patrick Begora. And there's a whole golden book about Patrick Begora. And if you go over by Indiana Jones, I'm not going to tell you exactly where, but you could see his little home. He's got a little doormat with his initials on it, little feet print, stovepipe comes out of his home. And when I was talking to my fellow podcast team, Michael was telling us that he has an original book, golden book for Patrick Begora. It's called The Little Man of Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was cute. So um, maybe since you have the book, Michael, do you remember what the story is about? I do. What it is, um, Patrick Begora lived in the orange groves of Anaheim. And one day he's, he was sort of the protector of the orange groves. And he's a little leprechaun. And he was sitting around there when one day when Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse and gang come in with shovels and they're starting to dig up the trees. And Patrick Begora says, hey, what's going on here? And they explain to him that they're going to be building Disneyland. And Patrick Begora says, tell me a little more about this. And so they take him on a helicopter over to the Disney Studios and they bring him in to where, you know, Walt had the big, you know, drawing up and all the maps and the drawings of the rides and all that. And Mickey and Donald explain to Patrick what Disneyland is all about. And Patrick is completely thrilled by this. And he says, you go ahead and build your Disneyland, but... I still want a place to live in Disneyland. And Mickey said, you've got a deal. So they started building Disneyland. And finally, the day came that went the, the last orange tree had to be uprooted. And that was Patrick's home. And they were going to, Mickey came over and he was going to take Patrick to his new home. And Patrick has all his belongings and he's carting them off. And he says, don't worry, I found my own home. And, um, and so Patrick went off to his own home. And the next day when Mickey saw him, he said, how did you sleep in your new home? And Patrick said, <laughs> I had a great, great night. I really like my new home. And, and so the book ends with, with, uh, you know, the saying, Hey, can you find Patrick in your new home? In his new home, we won't tell you where it is, but let us know if you find him. And the picture on the book is Patrick talking to Mickey, uh, you know, sitting under a tree, and the jungle cruise is in the background. Oh, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, you know how leprechauns, you know, sometimes things appear and disappear. So his little home disappeared for a long time. And during the D23 Expo, it reappeared in Adventureland. So for those of you who want a little extra fun, you can, even though D23 Expo is gone, you can still get a little man, little man of Disneyland from Amazon. It's only five, five dollars or maybe because I have Prime, it's five dollars, but mine was a quarter. It was a quarter. It was a quarter when I got it back in in the day. I highly doubt you'll sell your book, so I... I uh, know. I think it's worth more than a quarter. This is <laughs> from 1955. That's so awesome. But I think if people want to have a fun time with their children, I think getting this book, The Little Man of Disneyland, reading it to your child, and then going to yep. look for his home in Adventureland would be a pretty cool thing to do. Awesome. Yeah, I know in the old days, because I remember it when I was little, it was in a, a tree right by the Jungle Cruise. So... That gives you a hint to where it might be. And I think that's a good hint. It's just look in the trees. Mm -hmm. There you go. All right. Thank you. Uh, I will go next. I just want to remind everybody about Dapper Day, which is coming up. Uh, Their fall event, anyway, is coming up September 18th. And this is usually one that's a little bit smaller than the the spring event. Um, And, of course, this time the meets are more casual. Apparently they had some issues with crowding and things like that. So they're encouraging guests to take an afternoon ride on the Mark Twain, but not giving a specific time. They're also encouraging 
um, guests to take an evening ride on the carousel. Um, but I mean, it's, yeah, things going on all day. Yeah, people, people dressing up. And in addition to the day in the parks, which is, I guess, which I said is, uh, the Friday the 18th, there's an after party called Folly that is upstairs at Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen. And then during the weekend, um, Friday and Saturday, they have the Dapper Day Expo, which is at the exhibit hall at the Disneyland Hotel. It is noon to eight on Friday and 11 a.m. to eight on Saturday. And in addition, Charles Phoenix, our good friend, will present his retro Disneyland slideshow on Saturday at noon at the AMC theaters, which is kind of cool. Big, nice big screen. New this year, um, to go along with the Dapper Day Expo is the Dapper Day Car Show. So, tentatively set for 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Disneyland Hotel. The, they're having the Dapper Day Car Show free, as is the Expo. Um, they're saying that Disney, Disney will have uh, some, like maybe some carts out there with food and drinks and, and ice cream, but otherwise it's free. Uh, of course, check, check DapperDay.com for tickets to the Charles Phoenix Show and to the After Party Folly. Um, but that's it. All right. Um, let's go with Nancy. Okay. Well, as some of you may and or may not know, there's a new little app that came out uh, last week. Not that app. Yes. Called Shop (laughs) Disney Parks. Hmm. And I've actually been playing with it through most of the show. I'll see and how you are. Well, it's just an app nice. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I'm glad we kept your I've been so attention. quiet, right? Hey, man, I can listen and shop at the same time. But, um, well, I've been kind of playing with it because, you know, there's some good questions, Sam, because it's basically a Walt Disney World mostly themed right. app. Right. However, there is a handful of, um, a handful of things on it. Um, now, when you log into it, um, you should use the same password or the same, um, not password, but same email address right. as you do on your Disney, um, pass holder account because it will automatically recognize you as being, say, a California, a Southern California resident, a, um, uh, an annual pass holder, a Disney Vacation Club member. So if you use the same email address for all of those things, it'll tie that into the shopping address or, or the shopping app, and then it will give you whatever the best discount for an item is. So that's good to know. But if your DVC member, you know, pass holder, um, if your DVC member um, gives you a better discount than say your annual pass then you know and the for those of you like florida resident types if that is a better discount whatever anyway holy crap the stuff you can buy on this thing is just way too much (laughs) (laughs) i mean if you're in the parks you can barcode scan things and put them in your cart for later so you don't have to buy it when you're there it'll if you barcode something it'll tell you um where else you can get it Within the park, which I'm, is kind of cool. I'm going to try to see if if any of it works in the parks this week when I'm down there. Well, you know, I was playing with it at the convention center. Okay. And it brought up a map of Disneyland. Okay, so, okay. And showed me, like, the little shopping things. Right. And right now, it's, it you know, it's asking me if I'm in a Walt Disney World store scan an item. Yeah. Um, which, of course, obviously that isn't happening. But you can search products and, oh, my God, things that you would not even think of. You, does your RV need, you know, a good toilet cleaner? <laughs> it's in there. Wow. <laughs> what? And they sell that at Disneyland? What? I, I, they sell it on the app. A lot of weird things on that app. There's, <laughs> I mean, so. any Epcot shop, like the twine, say you, you got it, your favorite tea at the twining shop, you want a little snack to go with it. They sell like the batter mix for really? the fish and chip stand. Oh. Um, they have, they have all the Animal Kingdom spice and seasoning line from Animal Kingdom Park, including the Flame Tree Barbecue Rib Rub. Mm. Um, 
you know, just all kinds of stuff. Perfumes. I mean, if you say you're at Disneyland and you go to, um, to, um, Mademoiselle, you know, the perfume, the perfume right. shop. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get most of those perfumes on the app. Wow. Um, full collections. You can get makeup. You can get toys. Um, mugs. It, it's crazy. You can even get those beer steins from Germany and Epcot. Wow. You can get Layla. <laughs> oh, I thought, I'm sorry. I, I uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were going to Craigslist for a moment there. You so know, what's I the mean, name it just, of this app? Shop it Disney is the Parks. Shop Disney Parks. Hmm. I'm going to have to look for that. All and right. it made me also think about my rant about how there's a whole line of Orange Bird merchandise now hitting our <laughs> shelves at Disneyland, which is just weird yeah. and shouldn't be there because it's a Walt Disney World thing. Granted, we have Orange Groves here, too, and I guess that's the long stretch they're trying to uh, use to get him into our parks, but... Yeah, anyway. All right, thank you, Nancy. Tony? Okay. I know that there's people that want to go to the beach... And they would like to go to Disneyland at the same time. Well, there are some. You can't. Oh, no, not exactly the same time. Now, if you've listened, if you're listening to this a couple weeks later, you do not have access to this deal. This is a quick, limited time only deal that isn't because I found this two months ago and just found it again. Newport Beach hotels are offering with their stays a free Disneyland ticket. You get two Disneyland tickets with stays at some Newport Beach hotels. And that's actually kind of a big deal now that Disneyland tickets are $5,000. So um, Balboa Bay Resort, Fairmont, um, you must book by September 11th and stay by September 12th. Fairmont, Newport Beach, um, Hyatt Regency, Newport Beach. These are some higher-end hotels. Uh, Island Hotel, Newport Beach. Most of these are you have to stay basically next week or the first week in September, which is now. Uh, Newport Beach Marriott Hotel and Spa, Newport Beach Marriott Bayview, Newport Dunes Waterfront Resort and Marina, Radisson Newport Beach, and um, this is actually from the Los Angeles Times. And um, one and somebody tried to uh, do it for the Hyatt Regency Newport Beach, and he got um, the rate was two hundred nine dollars a night, but the two one day tickets are valued at one hundred ninety eight dollars, so it's almost like a half of your room is free. So. I just think, and I know they're not necessarily affiliated with our travel, but I just, this is a really good deal for people who all of a sudden last minute want to try to do a nicer hotel in Newport Beach, so. Cool. Awesome. Thank you, Tony. Um, Someone in the chat room was asking about the show notes page, and just wanted to clarify, the show notes page is www.disunplugged.com, and then scroll down to each individual week of shows, click on that and you will have links to the three shows for that week. Plus links to contact us plus links to anything else that's going on. Plus anything we talked about on that particular week of shows. There will also be pictures if they relate to like any reviews or anything, anything like that, that we did. All right. Um, anything else folks? No? Good. Okay. Um, that is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Thank you, folks. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.